When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I've, I'm 40. I'm not stupid. <laughs> and I'm Av Sinensky, and I miss just being needy. Welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, a friends podcast between pretty good friends. We are here today to discuss season one, episode 20, the one with the evil orthodontist, which originally aired. And is there really any other type of orthodontist? <laughs> yes. I, listen, I will have none of this anti-dentite attitude on this podcast here today. Or, or is anti-orthodontite, is that is that is that like a subsection of anti-dentitism or can you hate one and only one? Um, I really did actually hate my orthodontist. Um, I never had but any issue hate, with. Do you, but do you hate all orthodontists? Um, I don't think so. I don't really know. Should too many orthodontists, orthodontists have a right to exist? A right to exist? Well, not Jewish orthodontists. Yeah. For sure. Okay. <laughs> so, so I mean, so presume most of them are probably Jewish. So let's just be uh, so, safe and get rid of them all. Certainly, the evil one we meet this week is very Jewish. But we'll uh, get to him. Yeah, I don't. I think I cut you out on the original air date. I yeah, originally probably, air on April. People 6th. are probably hanging yeah. by, by thread. <laughs> Hey, uh, originally aired on April 6th, 1995. And um, I will say that I just, just, just watched this episode with my headphones on. And I haven't watched an episode with headphones on in a while. Mm. Um, and, and and the, the stereo experience was quite different. There is a quite audible hum from um, from Central Park, from the coffee shop. Uh, every scene that takes place there, there, there's quite a din in the background. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna so, have to look out for that. Yeah, uh, plug in your headphones next time you're watching an episode, and and uh, pay attention to the din in Central Park. Unless it's yeah. just this one episode, I don't know. I've been missing the uh, background cacophony of uh, yeah. of '90s Friends. That's very yeah. Sad. If, if you've ever heard a sort of uh, fake audio of a of a background, that's pre- that's pretty much what it is. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week we'll get a whole fake Monica. I think actually. Is that so? Is that what's coming up? Yeah, yeah. but uh, that comes um, at the end of the episode. Let's talk about yeah. the one with the evil one. Than honest. Yeah. So. Um... We're coming to you lot straight straight from the fun live tribal. Mm. Uh, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Are we talking about that? Not everyone was happy. Um, well, one person was unhappy. Was anyone yeah. else? No, he was very unhappy. Yeah. Were you yeah. unhappy? I, I mean, I felt bad. You know, but, but your, your um, plan came to fruition. I, I mean, everyone voted for one person except for mm-hmm. one person. So yeah, that's you know. how it's been in both your tribals. But you've only had a fifty percent success rate. Actually. Well, no, in one one tribal, one person voted for somebody different. Yeah, the person went home. Right, but it was—I mean—it was a different yeah, type yeah. of thing. You've only voted for one person in this game. Uh, several people have only voted for one person. Yeah, I, mean, I guess uh, I know—I know I've only voted for one person. I can't say for sure about anyone else. Who, uh, okay, who interesting. Interesting. I'm pretty confident I know who, who yeah. has and who hasn't. All right, but, well, let's uh, let's. I mean, I would rather talk about this for, certainly, but I think. Uh, for the sake of the listeners to the Friends podcast, let's talk about Okay, friends. there's going to be a lot of people who are upset right now that we're pivoting. But uh, Is there? I, know, I know Matthew the Chesterian will probably raise up into his top 20 if we spend like 10 <laughs> minutes on the 32 Fans League. Is that a lot of people or is that one person? 
Um, there's there's up to ten, people. I would say. There's up yeah. to ten. There's up to ten. Yeah. But there's probably only up to like twelve people who listen to this. Oh, all okay, all right. I have no all idea. Right. The, the the numbers on the website is a lot higher than that. But I don't send really in a it. note to the postman next week if you want to hear more about tribal council in this fantasy football league that you're not a part of, or if you yeah. want to hear us discuss spreads. Okay, um, yeah, I'm happy to go either way. Yeah. I, I, I certainly can't, I certainly can't discuss the 32 fans uh, survivor fantasy football league with my co-hosts uh, from the 32 fans podcast and my co-owner in this league because the only things he knows are things that he accidentally spoils on run out <laughs> i don't think accidentally i think he just like doesn't care and like he'd much rather just talk openly on run well, out well, than... well this week this week he was very apologetic because of last week he tried to stop rob oh really from, from spilling too many um beans. no i think there was one time where like i suggested that like something that keeve said on run was like uh like to trick us and like so to be everyone agreed like there's no way keeve is like messing around with run to like <laughs> to like win like the bullshit survivor league i have no comment actually on that okay yeah okay fine All anyway right. that was our read uh, okay Perhaps um, it was. I mean, it ended up being right in the situation. The thing that he said was accurate. So yes, yes, yeah. yes. He did say things he sh- he should not have said, or maybe he said things he should have said. Who knows? It's all it's all good. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it as a bonus segment at the end, so that way. Okay. Know, yeah. People. But so we're usually yes. t- we're we're usually tired by the end. So we're yeah. So if if you if you do want to hear it, uh, you can wait till the end, and you will be violated, but in the good way. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Uh, season one, episode twenty. The one with the evil orthodontist, written by Dottie Abrams. I think that's a new name, and directed by Peter Boners. I know that's not a mm, new name. Yeah. Uh, there'll be several boners in this episode. Uh, one, of, I think one of them was not such a good boner. Is is what we're gonna. Well, I think the it. second time it was it was good. Yeah, it, it, or, or it just like good. or just a, a boner, which it, well, it belongs to an evil a, person. A it's an evil proven. boner. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's jump into it. But first, Pearl Jam. So uh, I'm gonna say that. That uh, tonight we're gonna we're the show's gonna be about friends. I actually don't know what I'm talking about exactly. Mm, you forgot about that last week. I did. I did. Yeah. I put it into my doc into my doc list. I put it in anyway. I just used your saying that from the previous episode. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even listen last week. I oh, just rem- but- all of a sudden I actually remembered in the shower this this morning. I was like, oh, I need to. I I didn't I didn't do it last week. Yeah. So well, to- it was in there. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Good right, job permanent, you. permanent. Good job by Jim Crumley. Yeah. Um, okay, we start out at Rachel and Monica's place, and we're having a big argument. It's very heated. We have kind of this like three-way um, armistice. Armistice? I don't know. No, opposite of armistice. Yeah, an armistice would be a yeah, resolution. I don't know where I, don't know where a I was thinking. One. But yeah, a three-way, um, you know, mudslinging. Argument? Test. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's really it's about. Who, I, I was talking more about the actual oh, fight, the fight between, between Mr. Between Peanut Mr. Salty, and Mr. Salty, Mr. Salty. Peanut okay. and Carnot in terms of well, who's let, the strongest. Let, let's take a step back. I know who Mr. Peanut is, right? Yes. I I don't know his sexual identity. We'll get to that later. Um, yeah. I, I have no idea who Mr. Salty is. I'm not familiar with Mr. Salty either. I guess I probably should have googled it. We can do that now. Yeah, we could. Um, and then, and then oh, he looks very delicious. Mr. Salty does. Yeah, he's uh he's a pretzel twist. He's an Abisco pretzel twist. Yeah, he's not what I was expecting at all. By the way. Yeah, I was expecting like a like a square saltine kind of guy. Oh, I was expecting a different peanut. Yeah. Now, Mister Salty Halloween version is very scary. Yeah. So like, I uh, terrifying. So certainly, I prefer pretzels to peanuts. That's not even a question. Um, oh, and I detest. And I detest pretzels over nuts. peanuts. Yeah, and I detest corn nuts. Hold on a second. That's an insane take. 
it's an insane take pretzels over peanuts i don't think so i yeah. think like, i like, bet, I bet I pretzels you, are much more popular sure they're a million times cheaper they're garbage food and like well first of all there are good pretzels no first of all there are good pretzels there's a, a mr a mr salty is probably not at the best uh, yes a mr salty um, are the skinny little generic nothings um yeah, yeah but so i'm, so I'm more you, of a if you get like a stadium a if, you, guy. if you get a nice hot stadium pretzel with mustard that could really hit the spot yeah or like really good pretzel rods or like a thick bavarian pretzel like those are delicious <laughs> mr <laughs> yeah i'm more of a cashew guy i'm more of an almond guy i don't love peanuts i don't hate peanuts but i don't love peanuts corn nuts i don't like yeah corn nuts are bad corn nuts are trash corn pops are trash cereal uh, no, I like hard pops. Gotta have my oh, pops. No, they're bad. They're bad. Uh, look at hold on. We'll, we'll come to a consensus here. They are the worst soggy cereal by far. Soggy cereal. Um, Maybe a worse soggy cereal than soggy corn. Like, oh, those are so gross. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, I'm I, a man. I haven't never, done that specific analysis. I'm a man who never throws out any food. Like, I will I'm eat aware. any food. I'm aware. Um, you will not eat soggy corn pops. You know, it's actually really annoying because my um. So you will. No, my kids. Like, because they don't have to throw out food, so they save their bowls of cereal that they don't finish, but then they put them in the fridge. So then I take out, it's been like oh. soaking in milk for like... Hours. Why do they put it in the fridge? I, like, leave it on the table, I'll eat it That's not their fault, that's the parents' fault. Why, why, why are you not telling them to throw out their garbage? No, don't throw it out, give it to me, but don't, like, keep it like... No, the, the leftover is, is done. You don't no, put, It must you, be consumed. It pour must. it back into the cart. There's children... Well, well, I'm saying it's soaking in milk. You can't pour it back into the cart. With the milk. No, it's soaking in cereal. It's not soaking in milk. The, the, the milk isn't the problem. Huh? You can't pour soggy cereal back in the box. Wait, that's oh, a crazier take. Oh, no, I'm kidding. It's garbage, is my opinion. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, yes. But, um, yes, if, if, if for some reason you had dry cereal in a bowl, you just return it to the container, obviously. No, I meant you pour it into the milk carton. Uh, you store it there? I'm, I don't do it. I was joking, but I mean, oh, but okay. then you, but then you I mean, kind of for, have like a carton for with, with loops, cereal in it. Yeah, for Fruit Loops, you could do that. I mean, you wouldn't want to eat the Loops themselves and become a soggy, but at least the um, the milk, or you could do it with like a chocolate cereal. They did have chocolate milk essentially. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't generally love chocolate cereals. Um, I don't I love, like chocolate cereals. I love Cocoa Puffs. That's the only one I really love. I don't like any of the chocolate cereals. Uh, but um, I do. I mean, the chocolate milk is good. But the cinnamon toast crunch milk is even better. But there's also easier ways to make chocolate milk than eating a disgusting chocolate cereal. Yes, and it's yes, much tastier ways also. Yeah, and chocolate <laughs> milk is great. Chocolate milk is great. My, my Everyone room, agrees. So it's I, milk I, with chocolate. Yeah, exactly. the same cup. I know it's it's great. Um, and what I do, of course, is when I mix, like when I have coffee, instead of mixing regular milk in the coffee, I mix chocolate milk in the coffee because that makes it even better. Uh, I, that I don't do. Yeah. No, I only do that in circumstances where there's available chocolate milk. <laughs> well, obvious, well, obviously. Well, I, I don't mean like I go to Starbucks to make an order. I mean like if I'm at a hotel and they have like a breakfast. And they you won't people. you won't create chocolate milk. You're not going to take chocolate milk sauce, <laughs> make, a, make chocolate milk for a minute, and then use that to put in coffee. Yeah. Okay. Yes, um, yeah. Just, just plain milk for me. Um, yeah. I put in a lot of milk. What about almond milk? All the various uh, other. No, milks? I've what, tried milk, all that shit. Milk? You know what? It's not. You know what? It's not. It's not milk because yeah. it's from a. It's from a cashew. <laughs> yeah. Can you milk me? It's also much sweeter. No, they don't, don't have like. even have nipples. I yeah, know that was my joke. I was I was referencing oh. Robert's error. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. So we didn't know who Mr. Peanut was. Excuse, excuse me. We did know who Mr. Peanut was. Obviously, yeah. we didn't know who Mr. Salty was. Uh, but which one of them are you taking? Yeah, but I don't even understand because maybe I didn't write this down correctly. But like first they're, they're debating characters, right? Yeah. And then they just throw corn nuts in there. Corn nuts is just the snack. Yeah, but they're crazy. 
What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, honestly, the way that he says they're crazy is he sort of says it in the voice of like Jim Carrey from The Mask. So you think he was just doing an homage? Well, I don't think so. I think I assume that's how it was said in the commercial. Is there a Cornuts mascot? I don't. Yeah. So for us, oh, there is. Okay. And, and do they? Are there multiple mascots? Do they look crazy? No. I don't even know if this is real. It looks like it's just like a guy. It's like an orange guy who looks like a Cornut giving a thumbs okay, up. I just googled Cornut. They're crazy. Okay. Uh huh. That that is a that is a um that was a slogan. Okay. Um, or was it a slogan? Because the second today I learned is... that in the '90s, Cornuts used the slogan "Bust a Nut" in a radio campaign, <laughs> and it was pulled after complaints. By the way, I will say this: Cornuts. I, I sort of semi forgot what they were until just now when I Google Images searched them. They're not good, but I don't hate them. They're certainly could should be, we, They're much better than should we, Pops the cereal. Should we should we listen to the band Cornuts commercial? Uh, yes. Also, should we do a whole corn uh, uh, bracket maybe? With Akiva, I got to talk to him about a this. corn bracket. Yeah, all forms of corn on the cob. Candy corn. Can oh, candy corn is gross. Uh, corn pops. There's a lot of gross corn products. Popcorn is almost for sure going to win, right? But popcorn although a, a good, um, you know, grilled corn is also pretty good. But popcorn is the big winner there. All right, let's watch the commercial. Daddy was crazy to let you go. I'm not sure either of us. Uh, this is a commercial for uh, Max.com. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is a song about corn nuts and intensely crunchy snack. But, uh, is this a commercial or a song that a guy made personally? No, this is, I think this is, oh, I don't know. Uh, the introduction made it sound like this is his own personal okay. version. I'm going to go back. Are you able to see also or no? I can see. I can see. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see corn nuts on the screen. This is a song about corn nuts and intensely crunchy snack. It's not about anything else. Get your package out and try to stick calm. Yeah, Use this is not real. Put this it is a in joke. your palm. Yes, it's gonna be so great when oh, you find it. Bust a nut, bust a nut. Alright, I'll pause. Can you pause? This is the real. This is it. This is what they were talking about. And uh, this is not a real commercial. Why? Masticate? Bust a nut? <laughs> it's some guy making a joke on YouTube. What is happening here? Everyone and everyone in the comments is saying, "I remember this. I think this is real. Okay, this is what it says." Banned color nuts commercial was kicked off. This is the one they're talking about on the Reddit. <laughs> do, do I need to send you the link? Okay, here's the real radio jingle. It says, "Oh, I, I have it. Okay, I'll do it." This is a song about. Wait, it's the same guy. I told you. It's not about anything else. Go to your room. Lock the door, because when you try it once, you want to try it some more. Try it some more. Size doesn't matter, and that's a fact. It might be small, but it's a big impact. Bust a nut. Bust a nut. Grab a bag of corn nuts and bust, bust a nut. nut. They're likely toasted and hard as hell. Enjoy yourself. We won't tell. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. You can do it in school. Just don't get cool. It takes a few minutes if you don't delay. Take your time. Corn nuts, an intensely crunchy corn snack, comes in seven nut busting flavors. Seven nut busting flavors. All right, there was wow. apparently. Three, to Fresh there were three different versions of this commercial, so they weren't canceled. They were. Uh, they were played uh, at least three different times. All right. Well, I think you owe me and Corn Nuts uh, yes. a humongous apology. I cannot believe that actually happened. <laughs>
I did not. Um, um, yeah, I, I thought you were being a tongue in cheek. I'm actually shocked here. No, no, I was yeah, like, this uh, is uh, it? apparently. Yeah. Okay, we can stop this share. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we, you know, they duke it out. We don't really come to a resolution because everyone gets distracted by the fact that Monica spots that across the street, I guess, there is a creep with a telescope that's looking directly at them. Um, they all feel violated. This is disgusting. This is gross. Um, until until Phoebe interrupts them to say, "Hey, look, ugly naked guy. Just got gravity boots." So, um, um, guys, this is the kettle. Um, you're black. Yeah, it's right? it's a, it's a little bit too uh, a little uh, bit on, too the, on nose, the nose. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like um, they could have you know a smart they they could have done it smarter without actually having them call it like we sure. like we got the yeah. joke without yeah. doing yeah. What um how would you uh, rank um gravity boots? Um, what I don't know what gravity boots are. Yeah, I think they're the toys like these uh, shoes you'd wear and you sort of like bounce around a little bit. Uh huh. Yeah, I think it was. So yeah, there's probably a lot of flopping going on. Yeah, flipping and Um, flopping. Then yeah, Yeah. and and we'll learn later. You don't want to leave for dangling. You don't want dangling. You don't want flopping. You can buy them on Amazon. You don't from ninety nine dollars. Gravity boots. Yeah, I'm gonna say so. I'm gonna say bad naked. Well, maybe for ugly naked guy, but I think for other people. But um, aren't we always talking about for ugly naked guy? Yeah, I, so or, I think I just, point, or are we just talking about? I think the for point like of these the gravity boots person. is you put them on and then you can attach your legs to like a pull-up bar and then you can be working upside down, basically. Okay, so that or could open up some things. interesting possibilities. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of grunting and, and and sort of stretching and um exerting. You're seeing a lot of exertion. No, but I'm saying sexually. Oh sure, yes. I mean, the genitals still line up, of course. Is really <laughs> out, but, yes. but you can get into all from all sorts of angles. hundred percent. If, if you now, can float, I would not. By the way, all right. So I'm going to say good naked. I'm going to point out this when I Google image searched gravity boots, on the top of my page it says in very big letters, "Safe searches off." Um, the pictures are all rated uh, G, so I don't know why it's telling me that in giant letters, but it's uh, it's teasing me, I guess. Okay. I, so yes, I would not recommend engaging in, in long uh, coital acts wearing gravity boots because the you know you could pass out. I would assume. I mean, who's engaging in long coital acts under any circumstances? <laughs> like what are we talking we, about here? We 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 just discussed this in uh, mutual friends of ours um, while sitting in a hot tub together a couple of days ago. Actually, oh, is that so? Yeah, uh, I think this is more of an all <laughs> all night long. Um, yeah, who has the time? Yeah, who has the time or the energy? Gotta sleep. Yeah. Well, all night long is like is absurd, obviously. But anyhow, or maybe for you. Yeah. Okay. For you and Barry. Yes. Um. Right. So yeah. So we head over to Central Park, where mm. Chandler is really excited. He just went on a great first date with a girl that we will later learn is called Danielle, mm-hmm. and he is so hyped up about this date. He believes that. School children of the future will study this as an example of one of the all-time great dates. Yeah. What What else do you think might be up there as the all-time great dates? Um, I once saw a movie about a specific date. Yeah, I was thinking uh, Romeo and Juliet. How many times? How many times did they go out? Just the one. They meet twice, I think, right? Because they see each other at that first party and then on the balcony. I have no idea. I haven't, yeah, since I haven't school. read that. For all I know, they have, there's like 11 more scenes with that. I have no idea, yeah. but there's, right. two, there's at least two Romeo. Okay. Where for are yeah, that one? Yes. Okay. Um, right. I saw the movie. I forgot what it was called, but it was about Barack and Michelle Obama's first dates. Oh, okay. I go to see um, the Spike Lee movie at the end. Um, hmm. Was that a good, was that a good first date? Um, it seemed to have resulted in one, at least one person being married to the president. So sure. I'd say for her, it was a very good date. Oh. Um, and Michelle Obama seems to be cool too. So yeah, he did 
Uh, what, what about uh, 500 first dates? 500 Does it count dates. as one or 500? No, it's, it's no, it's 50. What's 500? 50? Dates? Oh, 50. The movie's called no, 50. Sorry. 50 first dates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 50 first well, dates. 500 for... days of summer. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I'm mixing them up. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because for, for one for one party, it's it's one first date. Um, I suppose, right, from a certain point of view. Yeah. For, yeah, I mixed up Drew Barrymore and Joseph Gordon Levitt and Adam Sandler. Yeah, they're, oh, all, they're, they're all they're all they're all dating each other. Very nice. All right. Yeah. So yeah, but but here's the issue. This like let her dangle thing, like is, is so cliche to me. Like, yeah, the girls say call right back, the guys say no, you know, you can't call right away. Like it's it just like these cliches strike me as like very like sitcom y. Yeah, but do you think it was that cliche? already by that point like i don't know how much like dating life of like you know not of the young adults like people in their 20s was like shown on tv like i feel it's like if tv was like very family oriented through well, well through i think the 80s. it was also circular in the sense of because these things are on tv sort of you know this is how you know young men and women yeah that they are to act for sure yeah. for sure um, and yeah, this obviously is also just like, you know, very much like not a masculinity thing. Like he doesn't want to be the first move. Like he doesn't want, like he wants want to put himself out there because yeah. like, then it's going to bruise his ego. Yeah. Um, we certainly see Chandler having, um, those sorts of stuff like throughout For season sure. one. Yeah. And, and um, really this whole, his whole narrative in this episode, right? Like the whole yeah. answering machine message. I can't even call it a voicemail or a voice. Cause it wasn't called that back then. It was called an answering machine message Yeah, or even, um, like, is also very, you know, it's what does he say? The leaf blower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, yes, it's a uh, leaf blower picked up. That's a great line. Uh, but you know, it's just very. It's it's not. Like, it's not even straight out of Seinfeld. It's uh, tons of sitcoms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Phoebe even calls him out. She tells him that he's being too testo- testosterone. Yeah, uh, the real San Francisco treats. Yes. Didn't really um, and like though, Monica is just like so over men from this uh, whole episode. She's just like, I can't believe my parents want me to marry one of you. Yeah. And um, the jerk store called. Yeah, he's um he he does express his fear of leaving answering machine messages has to do with the fact that he once used the term indidio on a message. Yes. Um, but well, we've to, all, we've to, all been there. But to be fair, he also used the word "gum would be perfection" yes. in person. So it's yes. like it's, you know exactly. don't blame the answering machine. Yeah, blame the exactly. messenger. Shoot the messenger. Yeah. Yes, but um, the idea of taking notes to leave a voice uh, a message, I think that 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 is something that I think um, is universal. That a lot of people felt that way at a certain point in their life. Yeah, um, yeah, I, hear that. I mean, I've done. I think I've, I've done that for like a work thing. Oh, too. for professional things. Oh, for sure. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love. Sometimes I re- I love getting the voicemail. It's like like you want to just be able to tell the client I called him. He didn't answer. I left a message. Yeah. Like, well, this is. I don't want to deal with. Like I don't want to deal with. Oh, I'm sorry. I just missed you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be away for the next six months. Yes. Yes. It's a relationship. Uh, uh, what does Jerry say? It's a. It's living on. Um. It's uh. What's the expression he uses when you're you're just calling each other's voicemails, yeah. or mailboxes, yeah. messages, message messages. Oh, I just got your voicemail. I guess yeah. I should have tried your email. Yeah, I should have tried your office. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Monica sees that Rachel and Barry are talking outside the cafe. So seems, uh, things seems to be continuing from where we left off at the very mm. end of last episode. Oh, Barry they're continuing. In. And, um, Ross is like, obviously very invested in wanting to know what's going on. He like, he, if you recall, he was like about to really make his move right when Barry walks in, like he turned off the lights. He was on exit on the couch. Yeah. He's been about to make his move many times, but, yes. but I, I, I think we're meant to think he really was going to go for it. Like he, he was really, you know, there was sitting there with a bottle of wine in the dark you know, dark room sitting on the couch again. Yes. Like, I think, yes. uh, I think things were going to happen or, th- yeah. or he was going to be rejected, but one way or another, it was, was going to be fucked up somehow. Cause it's a sitcom, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, you know, he, he's like trying to use Phoebe as a spy to get, you know, to get intel. But Phoebe's getting very distracted because she saw somebody kick a pigeon. Um, so she yeah. can't focus on Barry and Rachel. It's going to be a tough um, day for, for, uh, for birds. Yeah. Rachel um, comes in and, you know, they, they obviously don't want her to realize that they're talking about her. So they, um, they, they I think Chandler tries to pivot the conversation to how a big bill becomes a law. Ah, yes. Um, yes. yes. Should I, we watch I, I that video? We, um, nah, I think we know. Um, I, I believe that in our in our system of government, we have what is called a bicameral legislature, which would mean not that anymore. It, yeah, which would mean that <laughs> yeah. it would have to pass two houses of Congress. Bills no longer become laws. Yeah, bills. You know, yeah, they just um, yeah, we kind of just like eliminated um, mm. one of those houses. Now, Av, can I interest you in being the Speaker of the House? Um, no, it seems like a very unpleasant job. Okay, <laughs> we have to deal with mostly very unpleasant people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't. I honestly, I have no idea how this whole thing is going to end. Like, it really just seems like what what even possible thing is there? Yeah, um, I mean, like, that like they're never like going to like they're never going to put a Democrat. Like, not, that will never happen. Obviously, and, yeah. And they can't and they can't elect a Republican. So, <laughs> so yeah. that really leaves very few options. I did, believe. Did, those did you are see the that Akeem Jeffries is now up to fifth all time in the most in votes the to votes. be the Speaker of the House? That's He's funny. a compiler. That's funny. It would be funny if, like, they like accidentally like some people like, mess up their vote at like one of these times, and like <laughs> Jeffries becomes speaker. Yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how that would work, but <laughs> I don't write know. the wrong name down, like in tribal council. Yeah, I guess yeah. I have no idea. But, but, but then just... you're not voted off. Yeah, then you could just like... vote again. Oh, could right? they do? Oh, no, only if he only if he adopts the like that no confidence rule, right? But isn't that exist? Or can the, the majority always just remove the speaker? I think the majority, yeah, the majority yeah, person with the speaker. That yeah, rule was just that one person could initiate a vote. Okay, so yeah, so it couldn't yeah. happen by accident. It'd have yeah. to be like it could five Republicans five really, really flipped. Yeah, which is never going to happen because then they can't possibly run for office ever again. Yeah, so in this in this context, it is completely impossible. Yeah, um, even though one of them was a Democrat not too recently from New Jersey, in fact. Yeah, but whatever. You're, but he's you're, become very bad. You're, yeah. you're done. You're done. You can't yeah. just go. You can't. You can't go back. Flippers never win. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Michael Bloomberg went from Democrat to Republican, Independent back to Democrat. Yeah, but he had a very strong personal brand. Yeah. Yes. And billions of dollars. Yeah. And the willingness and also, to and the willingness to change the state constitution, state constitution yeah, at yes. his whim. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and also could never be anything but like the mayor of New York. So yeah, but yeah. Um. So yeah, so bills don't become laws; they just stay bills, and then they die in the Senate. Um, it's the opposite. Usually, things pass in the House, and then they can't pass the Senate. Right now, it's like the Senate should just pass tons of shit just for shtick. <laughs> Be like, oh, who can't pass stuff now, House? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like what something Mitch McConnell would yeah. uh, get involved with. Um, he, he's in the minority right now. So yeah, so well, they, but that, that's relevant. He still needs to vote for everything in order for it to pass because you need sixty votes. Not, uh, well, only to overcome a filibuster, not right, to become which, a law. which you need yeah. for all legislation. Well, right? Effectively, yeah. <laughs> well, well, it depends, yeah. But. Unless it's the budget, whatever. Oh, or judges right. now, right? And, anyway. Right. So yeah. no legislation, exactly. Yeah. No new laws. Yeah. Laws overrated. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'm very into law and order. <laughs> uh, and order. Especially order. Well, laws without order are yes. pointless. Order without laws. Did, now that would be something. Did, did you it's see the video? Where, where, where indiscriminate Trump, order. Where, where Trump thinks he invented the concept that the word "us" is spelled with the letters "u" and "s," like the U, like United States. Yeah, 
Um, we discovered that this week, and and, and and many people are just finding that out this week for the first time. Yeah, but he, but no one will give him credit because he's a genius. He's a high level genius, and no one had ever thought of that before him. People but they are don't coming want up to him, yeah. all grown men, and they're crying and they're saying, "Sir, <laughs> until this week, I did not even realize that the words." us had the letters U and S in it until you pointed it out. So yeah. thank you, President Trump. If you finally say so, finally. You know, I've never said those two words in consecutive order. Oh, really? President and his name. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like never seeing the movie Titanic. Once you've started a streak and you've kept it up long enough, you just got to keep it going forever. Um, all right, you should see that. Aren't you, aren't you supposed to see Titanic with, with Ali or something? It's uh, in theory, you know, in theory, that guy should not have been a uh, president, but you know, sometimes uh, strange so things happen. Maybe, well, can we do some some sort of combo Titanic and uh, no, this and sounds a, very bad. A, he gets reelected, and the world's no, 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 nothing to do with Trump, no, and a tournament, oh. and a tournament. What kind of tournament? I don't know, something Titanic related. Watch the movie, and then there it's followed by some sort of bracket. Food, some sort of food bracket. Well, what's the connection between one and the other? I have no idea. Oh, you, you were talking earlier. You want to do a food other food bracket? Okay, all right. So I'm gonna say let's do something related to Titanic. All right, okay, fine. Food, foods that were served on the Titanic. Titanic. We'll get. We'll do yeah, some research. Yeah. The, the, the other issue is that movie is so freaking long that like, right? Isn't it like three hours or something? I think it's about three hours. I think it's under three hours, but it's about three hours. I think. Yeah, I don't think we're getting together to watch a movie and then we have bracket thereafter. <laughs> yeah, I guess that sounds right. That's a that's a long. Um, oh yeah, it's three hours and fourteen minutes. Yeah, that's a fucking long movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it has one entire breast in it. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, pretty sure you do that. I I I knew that Rose was topless. I didn't know he only one of the two breasts. I believe I believe it's only one of the two. Yeah, don't tell me left or right. Uh, keep some things to the imagination. <laughs> That was well. That was Phoebe's thing, the left or right, right? Oh, for the shoe, yeah, for the shoe, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the so, movie yeah, has so, gone for a couple of years. So um, Rachel is just like she's really excited. She's having such a fun time with Barry. Um, he bought her this like awesome Chanel perfume. He's she's like uh, you know starting to get back into him. Um, and Ross is like, "What are you doing? Like you just like left this guy at the altar. Like you should just like tell him to get lost." And she's like, well, he's like different now. Like he's not like that orthodontist guy anymore. Like we're having fun. Um, presumably they're only having fun because it's like illicit, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Monica's just like, look, like whatever is going on, like at the end of the day, right now he is engaged to your former best friend. So like this is like super messy. So like what are you doing? Yes. Which uh, is why it's funny when uh, – when Ross smacks Joe uh, Chandler and Chandler's like, it's wrong. And she says, why? And he says, I have my reasons. Like, you can't come up with them. <laughs> right. Like they're pretty easy to come up with, as Monica immediately points out. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So Rachel, uh, you know, sees reason. She says, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go break it off. Cut immediately to Rachel and Barry post coitus in the examination chair of Barry's office. Um, they agree. This yeah. made me mad. Like, I was so mad. That she went, that she was, that slept with him. Yeah, he's such a dork and an asshole, and like yeah. just a loser and like a schmuck. Yeah, even worse than Ross. Yeah, don't get to pretend to have sex with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, but like All they right. both agreed that this was like the best sex they've ever had. Like it was never like this in the past. Yeah. By the way, um, if you look at the pictures of them now, I don't think that the actors portraying them would be having sex with each other. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, um, it was already like a two ten situation in nineteen ninety five, but you know now it's a. Uh, uh, yeah. a zero a million. Rachel then tells what is an insanely filthy joke for network TV. Do you do you uh, did you catch what she says there at the end of that scene? With the sink? 
that it's nice having a little sink here? Yeah. Are you implying she's like gonna like douche in it or something? I'm I'm implying that she uh was in the need of to of to dispose something and she was happy to have a, a sink available to um do what you do in a in a dentist sink. Okay, I mean, okay, I see what you're saying. What else is what else is why else is she happy that there was a sink there? Just in general, after you yeah, after you have sex, you want to like you know clean yourself up in various ways. Okay. All, All right. right. Anyway, <laughs> I think I think she was saying what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, that that's usually part of uh, you know an experience, but I don't know. If, I don't know if that was from the position they were in. I don't think that was the final one. Um. Yeah. I guess that's fair. But I guess, that's yeah. completely how I interpreted it. Okay. Um, anyway. Maybe maybe my mind's in the gutter. Yes. <laughs> they they weren't even having sex. What's wrong with you? Yeah. They yeah. were just cuddling. Yeah. You might be twelve, but you're not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Um. I'm, maybe I'm an idiot. All right. We head back over to Rachel and Monica's. Made me and... nervous because my oldest is uh turning eleven in a couple of months, and at one yeah. point is he going to know uh, what that is? Oh, yeah. Probably I very mean, soon. My um uh, my, my daughter already told us that she she knows the basic deal. Like she said the basic deal, and um my wife's like, oh, it's like should we explain it to her? I'm like, I mean, like I think she just said what it is. Like, I don't think, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I think yeah. she's got it. <laughs> You don't need to demonstrate. Um, yeah, I mean, like that. There's, you know, it's one sentence. I think my son is very um, immature in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he has any idea. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I think he's heard of the word sex, but he has no idea what it is. Yeah. So now, no, my my oldest um, knows precisely what it is. <laughs> okay. Right. No, no. I mean, there's no. She said the one sentence of what it is. Like, oh, right. I guess maybe maybe not the fleet. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I like how we are are, are more. Um, uh, Can we be talking about this on this podcast than your daughter? Eleven year old. Oh, she's much more explicit. Yes. Um, she can't be on our podcast. This podcast is for children under under her age. <laughs> yeah, she's too old. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Chandler is leaving a message for Danielle. And Monica's like, that's what you spent two hours on. It's like, hey, Danielle, it's Chandler. Um, call me back. Um, and he, he's, for some reason, he's making background noise with dishes so that way she would think he's having a good time at a restaurant. Yeah. So it's very strange to me why, first of all, why would he call her from the coffee shop in the first place in the first scene at Central Park? That just seems insane. But then later, as you just noted, we see that he wants her to think he's coming, calling from a restaurant. (laughs) Why would you call? And this will later be discussed in Seinfeld. Like this is a disrespectful call, almost, right? I'm calling sort of on the run. I'm at a restaurant. I'm at a coffee shop. Like that's sort of weird. Like you know, you call from your home to have a conversation with somebody who you are romantically interested with. So yeah, like right, yeah. Well, you went to the payphone of the restaurant to call her. Like yeah. If anything, like that feels needy. It's like oh, you were out with friends, but like, then why are you calling me if you're like cool and out with friends? Yeah, it's very strange. Why did you send me a very creepy picture of a clown inside a clown? Oh, we were talking earlier about Mr. Pretzel or Mr. Salty, excuse uh-huh. me. Yeah. And this was the Mr. Salty Halloween like gift item. In, oh, I see. Like, packaging. Got it. Well, I'm definitely not going to sleep tonight. So, thanks. <laughs> yes, it's horrifying. That's what I said to you. <laughs> it's a horrifying image. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a two scary guys on top of each other wearing a long coat, like a no, and it's like one is like a mini me with inside the. Oh, it's it's yeah. very creepy for yeah. on many levels. Yes, many levels. Yes. Um. Yes. So it's okay. adult. It's adult man, I think, but a creepy version. Yeah. So. Monica sees that telescope person is watching them again, mm. and Joey's like, "This is ridiculous! Like, I'm super creeped out. I can't even cook naked anymore." Yes, and everyone's like, "You cook naked?" And he's like, yes. "Yeah, I, uh, I, I prepare this meal while I bathe." 
Yes, of course. Uh, Joey cooks naked. Uh, Kramer cooks naked. I've cooked naked. I, I think I would guess you probably haven't cooked naked. I have not. I don't think I've cooked naked. No. Yeah. Um. I mean, now that I have kids, it's a little different. But yeah, he. But he only things like oh, toast. cooking great. Oh, what she's doing it when I'm doing it. I guess. Yeah. Toast, yeah. oatmeal, anything that doesn't splatter. Doesn't splatter, of oh, course. Fair game. You definitely don't yes. want splatter. I yeah. wouldn't make uh, schnitzel naked. Mm. Now, my, my grandfather. Latkes. My grandfather liked to wake up in the morning and uh, go drink his coffee and uh, and read his newspaper on his veranda in his underwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's genetic. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and... I was with you until underwear. Everything until then sounded excellent. And um, and and a neighbor uh, called to complain, mm-hmm. called the police, excuse me, and the police oh, came no. over. I mean, he probably should. Did he discuss it with him first? So not only that, but um, my grandfather showed the police officer, says, come out under the porch. Let me show you where where that person's window is all the way over there. Like they are the creep looking at me with their binoculars trying to create an (laughs) issue here. I shall continue to read my newspaper in my underwear. (laughs) And he got clearance. A a victory for uh, for grandpa. He got the police gave him a permit. (laughs) He he had an underwear on the porch permit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will. You know, I think we've discussed this on this podcast before. Like I will go anywhere on my property in my underwear. And it's like, what's the difference between this and a swimsuit? Like, if I'm put, if I have to take the laundry out because it's midnight on a Sunday night, and it's getting, or excuse me, the laundry, the garbage, because it's getting picked up tomorrow morning. But I gotta get dressed to do that, you know, whatever. Yeah. So everyone's like, has their eyes on Chandler to like, so we, what's yeah. the deal with this? And he, he somehow pretends to not know, as if that's gonna go over. But you know, yeah, clearly he's uh, familiar with the situation. Yeah. Um, so oh, you yeah, think that- he is? I thought it was happening when Chandler oh, was not around. You th- oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, I yeah. thought it was like he's just like, you know, playing dumb. But like, yeah. obviously, he sees this going on. If he looked, I, I, I think Chandler's the kind of guy that he would have uh, addressed this issue uh, <laughs> in a very jocular manner. If he was there. All right. So, okay. Maybe yeah. I misread. Yeah. Um, What's okay. The deal? So, yeah. so back over to. Comedian. Back over to Barry's uh, exam room. They're getting dressed. And Rachel's like, what are we going to do about Mindy? And Barry's like, no, you mean, you know, this is much better. You're much better than Mindy. Um, like I'm gonna break up with Mindy. Let's you know, let's be together. We can go to Aruba together. And Rachel's like, "What's the deal with you?" And like, what's this? Is just like your move? You like steal people and go to Aruba with them? Um, yeah, exactly. Actually, <laughs> yeah. And then, well, I guess he didn't. He didn't. He got. He got left last time. But well, I guess what we'll find out is he was. Uh, well, we, he went. We, he went to Aruba though with her. Yeah, but I think Mindy. we talked about. We talked about. It. We didn't remember if if uh, Mindy and Barry were cheating previously. We assumed they had to have been because it doesn't make no, sense. No, 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 no. We did know that he he went to Aruba with her. No, but he, we find out that they were cheating before that. Even not just oh, that they yeah, went yeah. together no, that, after yes, the wedding. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We found out in this episode that they were already sleeping together. We find yes. that out, but that was we our find out when Rachel finds and out. assumption when we when we talked about it last time because it yeah, wouldn't make sense that place. they would run off unless they had something already brewing. Yeah, I don't even remember us discussing this, but yeah, it's, it checks out. Yeah, so back over at Rachel's and um, and Monica's, and Chandler is like it's now completely spiraling out of control, right? Like he hasn't heard back. Um, he like he's he's doing this whole thing where like he he calls from her his phone, then from her their phone, because like they're like, oh maybe my phone's not working, but no, everything is working. His phone is working, their phone is working, her phone is working. Um. And but when he calls from the, the girl's phone, she picks up and he immediately hangs up. So now he assumes he's like screening his calls somehow. Although, like, what's her caller ID even like? How would she be screening his calls? Well, so it's kind of shocking to me that we don't see when he calls and says that was her and he hangs up that we don't see her immediately call back. Because I assume that's what was happening, like getting the star six nine situation. Did they have and I yet? um and I, you know, I, I was sort of surprised that that actually did not happen. 
Interesting. Do we need to explain Star Six Nine for the younger listeners? Yeah. Yeah. When you used to call somebody, it was on a landline. There was no screen. There was no way to know who was calling. You just the phone rang. You answered it. You said hello. You had no idea who it was. And so if they hang, if they hung up and you didn't know who it was, you could on your phone. And this was like a new invention in the '90s. A very exciting invention. It really ruined the whole prank yeah, call. Yeah. It started. Yeah, it comes it out of '92. Yeah. You, you could you could press Star Six Nine. You had to pay like fifty cents or something. But at a return, uh, if, in return for those fifty cents from AT and T, you could uh, call back the person who just called you. Which again is why it sort of ruined the prank call. And I remember because '92 we were nine years old. Like uh, me and my friends were big prank callers in like '90, '91, '92. And this the, we the way we found out about Star Six Nine was it happening to us and it kind of ruining our uh, ruining our vibe. Yeah, my uh, my younger daughter this week she was she was angry at me about something and she threatened to call nine nine one on me. Oh, ooh, that would be very bad for you. <laughs> yeah, I told her go ahead, <laughs> do your worst. Yes. <laughs> See who comes to help you from 991. <laughs> and you continue beating her. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So it was a very valid uh, 991 call. <laughs> um, I think I like, I said, like, you could only watch like 11 hours of iPad today. I said, like, no more iPad or something. Like, she's going to call the police on me yeah. for like stealing. Because I, I think because I stole her iPad. Oh, hers. you stole her iPad. Yes. It's yeah, hers, I think it's hers. And yeah. Call the cops on me. <laughs> um, yeah. So Rachel. Um, Rachel comes in and she lies and says that Barry took the bad news well and that, you know, everything is over. And Monica, like, secretly comes over to her furtively and is like, um, what's that with the dental floss in your hair? And Rachel, you know, secretly confesses to her that she had sex with Barry. Again, this is so sitcom right? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you have sex with someone, you're always going to have something from there, you know, in your right, hair, in your right. pocket, uh, and- in your hair, literally. And in, um, in there's something about Mary, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like Monica just like blurts it out because she mm. can't believe it. This was very uh, we had this in the last season of Curb. Remember when Leon kept doing this? And also like, the last season of Seinfeld, you had sex. You had sex with the groom, Pinter. You had sex with the groom. And then it was yeah. like, you know, a secret path yeah. to the to the valley. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she keeps yelling at Larry's secrets. Um, so now and now Ross is like lost it. Right. Like they're having sex in chairs. Um. <laughs> Yeah. And Ross like really starts getting on her case. I, I mean, mean listen, this is you, like for Ross, this is absolutely crushing. Yeah, but like still, this is just like way too much. I feel like transparent that like he's this invested in it. Um, like yeah, he's yelling, "How could you? What's wrong yeah. with you?" Yeah, she's be like, "Fuck you! What's none of your business?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it depends on what perspective you're coming from. I mean, like this is like if you're coming at it like, look, you left this guy at the altar, so like, a like this is like kind of fucked up. If you're just like gonna string him along again. Well, the fact that she's engaged, he's engaged and, now to and, your best friend. And, is right. And that's obviously yeah. that's like then the second thing. It's like there's a lot of different layers to what is so fucked up about this. Yes, for sure. So it's certainly reasonable for your friends to call you out on it. It's just more that like Ross is really self-interested here. Uh, yes, very transparently. Um, and, you know, Rachel tries to defend herself. She's like, look, it's like things are complicated with an ex. Like, what about like if you and Carol? Like, what if you were in a, in a similar situation? And mm. Ross is like, it's not as all the same. Totally the flustered. Same. By so, the way, it, it was such a great comeback by her because Ross just tried this last yes. episode with yes. Carol. Yeah, 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 or exactly. two episodes ago. Um, Except, of course, yes, it's very different because uh, she's not with um, she's not now sleeping with Ross's best friend. Yes, but it means, but, but it still goes to somebody that you yes, had that you connection with. with yeah. You could listen. Who amongst us? Into that I, I'm sure you and your Rachel. Did you ever break up at any point in your dating? <laughs> Several times. Yes. yes, of course. And then you got back together. Why? Because these, that's these things happen, right? These things happen to all of us. Yes. Yeah. This is the um, yeah. So you know, Ross says they're nothing alike. It's like apples and oranges, orthodontists and lesbians. Yeah. Exactly. 
and he he just storms out because he knows his position is indefensible, so he just like flees the scene. Um. So yeah, so uh, the phone rings. Chandler grabs it, but turns out it's Mindy, and she wants to talk to Rachel. And she's like very nervous. She's like pacing. She f- feels like something's going off with like this call from Mindy. But she, you know, she agrees to meet her the next day. Yeah. She's like, and she's so worked up that she immediately calls Barry to be like, what the fuck? Mm. But like Mindy picks up because she's at Barry's and she's like, oh, Mindy, of course, I was calling you back. I assumed yeah. she would be at Barry's. Doesn't get caught, of course. Yeah, of course. Min- Min- not Mindy's not the sharpest tool. It doesn't seem like. No. Yeah. By the way, I absolutely love when Rachel's walking and pacing um, how Chandler refuses to pick up his legs. Oh, yeah. I didn't uh, know that. Oh, yeah. So she's pacing around the room. And and Chandler has to pick up his legs, and then Joey has to pick up his legs, and then he comes back, and Chandler just angrily points her the other way, and then he goes to Joey's side. And like I've been on both sides of this, first, so I'm a big pacer when on the phone, um, and I've also had people pacing to me, and then I'll refuse just the way Chandler did. So I absolutely, I, I really, really related to this. I, Chandler's on fire this whole episode, not just with his uh, verbal jokes, but with his uh, physical ones as well. So I'm a fan of Chandler here. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so Chandler is, um, you know, still focusing on the phone. The phone, uh, Monica like sneaks behind, him, does like a fake ringing sound to just fuck with him, oh, and yeah. um, he assures Monica that hell is full of people like her. Yeah, uh, Monica is nowhere near the worst person in this episode. Yeah, no, she's just having a good time. Chandler, Chandler's being a doofus. Yeah, and he deserves to be mocked. Yes. Um, Joey comes in. He's like, everyone, be careful. Duck the peeper is watching us again. Which I so like I think I I just I noticed that like some people are gonna bring this up like this person is able to like simultaneously get to both the girl's apartment and the guy's apartment. It doesn't make sense. Yes, the way that the building is designed, there's no way this is possible. Yeah, yeah, um, they're on I opposite think, sides. I think I saw Jim Crumley might have sent like some sort of map. So we'll we'll get into this later. Yeah, um, no, there's with, the stairwell. The there's the there's the shape of their apartment. It's impossible. Yeah, it yeah. makes no sense. Like the Joey can see from their apartment, like that this guy, the person's yes, out there. For sure yeah. not. Yes, it's much um, like the Seinfeld uh, apartment. Don't delve too much into the geography, yeah. of it, the architecture, because it's not going to work. It's architecturally yeah. incorrect. Jeff Schaefer rejected that. Like, he didn't know. He didn't understand it. If you recall, I remember he was like, "Oh, we he asked was, he, him about the Seinfeld about." Yeah, the he was he was pushing back on it. He thought it worked, but I don't know. I mean, it pretty clearly doesn't. Like, there's nothing <laughs> the argument here. Like. Yeah, I don't think it's, he fully it's, understood it. It's it's like the uh, the holy of holies in the in the Jewish temple, which, um, according to the dimensions, the the ark itself somehow took up no space because it was not of this earth. Yeah, wow. So, well, yeah. I wonder how God could have made that error. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Rachel is you know heading heading out. She's like you know she's about to see go see Mindy, and she's like really nervous. Um, there's like so much at stake here. They were, you know, they were childhood best friends. We went to camp together. We taught each mm. other how to kiss. Yeah. Joey's uh, ears immediately perk up. Yeah. Uh, now, how old, these, how yeah. old was Rachel when she learned to kiss at camp in her little uniform? Like, probably um, like 12 or 11. I was going to say 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah. So Joey want, I mean, Joey will be very into girls hugging and kissing throughout the episode. But like <laughs> yes. this one's a little bit creepy. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I guess like he's just like picturing Rachel. I don't know. He's just like no, picturing no, no, girls. Like the only yeah. person about whom you're allowed to ogle when you're an adult, um, as a child in any remotely sexual way is your own spouse. Like you could say, oh, you were so cute then. Like you can't say that about anybody else. It's very creepy. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, um, he, you know, he, uh, he, Rachel storms out, but he's like, he's, he's like worth it, whatever. Like he, he needs to get these fantasies in. Yes. Um, so Chandler leaves Monica in charge of the phone so he can go pee. 
And he calls, you know, he, Monica finally convinces him to call. And he makes up this lie that he accidentally switched off his phone. And therefore, he may have been unreachable for some time. Um, and, you know, he starts getting into this dance, which is being caused by the peeing. And he dances all the way to the bathroom as she waits for him. She waits for her. He waits for her to call him back mm -hmm. once again. Yeah. Um, okay. So we get to Rachel and Mindy in Central Park. Yeah. Rachel and Mindy in Central Park. Um, yeah. yeah. This is the uh, the crux of the episode. Yes. Um, they sit down to chat. And, and we like, really Mi learn how stupid Mindy is. Yeah. Mindy's doing like this whole like big like formal introduction. It's like really making Rachel think like she's like yeah. about to. She's like, I'm like, this is really important. I'm going to ask you one question. I just want you to be honest. I want you to just give me an answer. Mm, yeah. Will you be my maid of honor? Yes. Now, did you immediately recognize Mindy as Jennifer Gray? Um, no, I had to look it up. Yeah, I, I did not at all, which is kind of crazy because I assume this was a bit of a, I mean, you know, Tom Selleck Club. Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. Where's Richard? Your boyfriend is so cool. Really? Yeah, he let us drive his Jaguar. Joey for 12 blocks, me for 15. Wow. <laughs> He must like you the best. I don't think Jennifer Grey's in the Tom Selleck club, right? No, definitely not. But um, but certainly she, not if we, neither of us recognized her. Sure, <laughs> but but she's very famous specifically for Dirty Dancing. But that's, Dirty Dancing that's, and Ferris Bueller. Yeah, well, but he, I mean, I, th I think Dirty Dancing for sure is her number one. Yeah, right? although there's an interesting Friends connection because Jennifer Aniston played the same character in the TV version. Of Dirty uh, Dancing? Yeah, so that's oh, Mindy and Rachel both played Jeannie Bueller in some yeah. capacity. So, but I mean, I think that, it, you know, when Friends is showing uh, Jennifer Grey in 1995, we're supposed to immediately recognize her. I think so. Yeah, probably people back then probably recognized her. Yeah, more and, than and, and not only did I not, which is kind of crazy, when we see Danielle at the end of the episode, I immediately recognized her. I'm like, oh, that's an actress. I, I couldn't think of the name, and I'm like, that's a familiar actress. I know who that is. And I looked it up. Her name is Lynn Clark, and she's like not famous at all. Like, so <laughs> I, I, it's very strange that I thought that she was the one who is famous. I didn't recognize, and the one who isn't, I thought was. And yeah. then I was trying to think after. I'm like, well, what? Where did I think I knew her from? Since I obviously don't know her from anything. And I was like, I was like, Frasier was in my head, but she's none of the main characters from Frasier. So, um, she was on Seinfeld. Lynn Clark. Yeah. Oh, she has curly hair on Seinfeld. She's, she's Vanessa. Yeah, she's Vanessa. Oh, oh, she's Vanessa from season one. Hop and Kramer, yeah. Cracker Craft. Yeah. Oh, you think that's her? Because you think that's her? In my head, I thought, well, but she's very smart. And I know she's very smart. It's because I remember her from being. You, you know, think she's a lawyer? Yeah, that's funny. Okay, that's probably um, it. Did because did she give off that impression on Friends, or is it just because of Seinfeld that I had that in my head? Okay, I think so that's from you. Seinfeld. Okay, um, right, so but she is not in Curb, so she is not in the uh, Maggie Wheeler Club. Yeah, there's nothing more uh, sort of uh, Seinfeldian and navel gazing than the fact that I recognize Lynn Clark, but not Jennifer Gray. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know what I recognized her from. I thought I recognized her from, from Frazier. So and the end is always from Seinfeld. Yeah. All right, good job. Yeah. So, um, so like they're like they're very excited. Rachel says yes, but she tells Rachel that she's really suspicious. She thinks Barry's having an affair with someone in the city. And when Rachel's like, really? I don't know. That doesn't seem like Barry. And Mindy's like, no, that's exactly like Barry. Because like he came home last night smelling like, like Chanel. 
and like acting weird. And when Rachel's like, yeah, but like, don't worry. Like he was doing the same bullshit. Like when we got engaged, like it doesn't mean anything. And then he's like, no, it does mean something because we were already fucking when you were engaged. Mm. And that's probably why he was acting weird around you. Uh, sh shocking dialogue on 830 on NBC in 1985. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't believe my ears. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess they're, 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 they're both stupid, but also both victims of a, of a real sleazeball. Yeah, so, like, Mindy apologizes. She tells her that, like, you know, I can't believe I'm so stupid. Like, everyone warned me. They're like, Barry's going to do exactly to you what she did <laughs> yeah. to Rachel. And Once now a I cheater, feel so always stupid. a cheater, as That's Rachel's right. mom would say. That's right. And Rachel's like, you know what? You're right. You are so stupid. In mm. fact, we're both so stupid. Mm. I'm the one having an affair with Barry. And he shows she, but, you know, she shows her the Chanel smell. And, and, and I thought for a second that the Chanel smell would not clue Mindy in because she was sort of being played as very dumb. Because she's still stupid. She's still not yeah. getting it. But yeah, no, but, but she, she gets it up right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they hug it out. Yeah, which is a surprising reaction to finding out someone's uh, sleeping with your uh, fiance. Yeah. Um, so we go to Monica and Rachel's apartment. Ross is trying to figure out the crossword. The mm. answer happens to be ring, which is yeah, exactly what Chandler's screaming. Dr. Yeah. Jen is always all about the, the New York Times crossword lately. Really? So, yeah, she's very into it. Uh, in fact, she now has my kids finished the Monday crossword this week. Oh, that's cool. I mean, they got a little bit of help. But Monday's the easiest one. It gets harder each day. I once had to have I once had like a huge fight with my oldest daughter because like she insisted that she was gonna do like the like the, either the Saturday or the Sunday crossword because like that's like it came in the weekend. It's like impossible for yeah. like someone who's like yes. decent at crosswords. Yeah, she's like she's like no, I want to try. I'm like. This is not even like something that you could yes. possibly get even one clue. Yeah, like, it's like the time I tried to play golf for the first time. I yeah, couldn't even I, swing and hit the ball. Yeah, the truth is it had to be Saturday because Sunday does have a lot of easy clues. It's just humongous. Sunday is actually not not. It's Sunday thought, is hard. Is challenging. So I know Monday to Friday gets harder each day. I didn't even know what yes. to do on Saturday. Saturday Saturday is the hardest. It's the hardest. Okay. Sunday Sunday is not the easiest. Or the it's, definitely not, it's definitely not the easiest. Sunday is a very challenging puzzle usually, and there's usually a theme, but there's also like tons of like relatively easy clues to mm. get. So like anyone who's decent can make a lot of progress and get stuff done, whereas Saturday is like almost all like long, hard words. Yeah. Saturday okay. is really, really hard. Yeah. That's my experience with it. Someone could correct me if that's not always the case. Um. So yeah, so Joey comes in and he thinks that their phone isn't working, because he tried calling from the coffee shop and it's not getting through. And Chandler's like, holy shit, I actually turned off the phone. And Monica's like, that's great. Your lie came true. Yeah. Um, but Joey has news. He spoke to the doorman. He got the peeper's name. And he's going to call this Sydney Marks. Except when the person named Sydney Parks, Marks picks up the phone, it turns out it is a woman. Which, for Joey, just changes the entire equation. <laughs> and... You know, Joey's like still like he's saying, listen, like I, I really don't feel like I felt so comfortable walking around in my underwear. And when she says, well, I actually like the thought of you and the sight of you looking walk around your underwear. All of a sudden, Joey is uh, all in on this peeper. Mm. And Monica's way, still. I, I mentioned Grandpa Sydney earlier in this episode. And of course, Sydney is the name of uh, the peeper here. Sydney Marks. Yeah. 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 We skipped over the next clue. Heating device. Five letters. Oh yeah, what was it? Rat, rat, rat. That's a Phoebe. I, I mean, stove maybe. I don't know, something like that. It's not, it's not Ritter or whatever Phoebe says. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes, but um, yes, but uh, I interrupted you. Joey starts talking about how he works out. 
and then Monica says, "No, this is bullshit." Until uh, she starts complimenting the green dress, looks like a yeah. Bergman. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. So they they all they all seem to be okay with the invasion of privacy if they get complimented if it, if it, by the peeping Tom. Yes. Or the peeping Cindy in this case. Yes. Now, now Ingrid Bergman, her peak is 1942, right? That's Casablanca, uh, Gaslight, which is now a famous word. A couple years later, right? So so 1942. So this is a 50. Three year old reference, essentially, comparing her to Ingrid Bergman, right? In 1995? Yeah, but Ingrid Bergman's so, very, very famous. Sure. But I'm saying, but so who would you say if it today it'd be somebody from like 1971? Who are you going with? Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't, I don't even like, I don't know the starlets of that time so period so well. Okay. So I was going to say, um, love story. Which uh, love story is like a best-selling book that comes out in 1969, and then it's a best-selling movie that comes out the next year, 1970, and it, it's so influ- oh that was Ally McGraw, that's who it was. And love story is so massively influential that that the main character's name is Jennifer or Jenny. It becomes the number one name in America the next year, 1971. It had never been close to that before, and it's the number one name in America for women for 14 consecutive years from 1971 to 1984. Um, which is the longest streak ever for any name, male or female, to be the number one name uh, for babies in America um, many, that many years in a row. And I, December 84, by the way, is when my wife uh, is born. So she's one of the last Jennifers to be a number one Jennifer. Um, so I would say Allie McGraw, but but she's not nearly as famous as Ingrid Bergman, of course. No, no. Yeah. Maybe Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. She's a little more 60, so even a little bit. Old. Yes, but would a 20-year-old today or a 26-year-old, however old these characters are, ever compare themselves to Jane Fonda today? They wouldn't. No, no, yeah, or, or 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 anybody really like even somebody from like they wouldn't even say like Farrah Fawcett who's like later in the seventies they wouldn't say anybody right. from that they they wouldn't even say like Jennifer Aniston I don't think and that's only thirty years old but yeah well it's possible. also just like everything is so oversaturated like is that it yeah there's just more I think yeah there's just yeah. more of everything I don't like okay nobody you can't you can't you can yeah. barely keep up with like the things that came out today let alone yeah. like. Things from fifty years ago, thirty yeah. years ago, ten years ago. And, and to be fair, Ingrid Bergman, uh, although she actually died in nineteen eighty two, she's literally been dead for thirteen years by the time they say this. So if we go by death, it'd be somebody who died in two thousand ten. Yeah, who who's a an actress who died in two thousand ten? I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. probably not being compared by uh, people in their twenties today. She died yeah. when they were children, basically. Right. Yeah. So well, Barry's confrontation occurs. Rachel and Mindy walk in together. And they tell him we are breaking up with you. Mm. By the and... way, top top actors who died in 2010: mm-hmm. Corey Haim and Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Dennis Hopper also. Dennis Hopper. Okay. Rue McClanahan. Mm, that feels like a week here. Yeah, I don't know if people are comparing this. Better people should die. <laughs> I mean, I have some nominees for 2023 if we're doing that. You know. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have some people that I would be very happy if they died. Yeah. No, to be clear, they themselves are mass murderers, but. Oh yes, yes. Or and, Donald and, Trump. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's probably better for for us all. I'm not. I'm not personally advocating for anyone to do it, but you know, if it happened of natural causes, it'd probably be good. For, good for the world. Oh, it'd be excellent for the world. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. The um the Republican nomination would also become like, oh whoa, this like someone could actually be president. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! And figure the speaker of the house. We now should run. Well, we should. I should try to run for this this office now, yeah. and uh, you know, do campaigning and stuff. Um, so that that would be, yeah. So, um, he, uh, Mindy tells him that they both think he's horrible and he deserves to have bad things happen to him. Um, I don't feel that way about you. Um, 
you're horrible, but you don't deserve bad things. Me, you mean Alex yeah. Chester? Oh, yeah, <laughs> correct. Um, Is that how you felt when we were having sex in that chair? Um, well, I mean, yeah. uh, there was a there was a sink. <laughs> For you, for your sake. <laughs> All right, no comment. So he gets to the fake apology, and um, Rachel's like, "Wait, who? Like, which one? Who are you apologizing it's to?" It's so great. Yeah, and he's like, "Uh, Mindy, Mindy, yeah. it was always Mindy." Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing that he has to make like this split second decision but, who he's going but, with. But he chooses correctly. As it he chooses out. correctly. Yeah, yeah. Going, going to the person that you're currently engaged to is a better. I didn't mean for that reason, just because one of them is willing to suck it all up and take it back. But also, and, it's and, like. The racial thing is not working out. Maybe you can salvage this. It's what well, it was, you know, a one-time thing yeah. with an old flame. We yeah. love each other. Like Rachel walked out on you. Like yeah. the, the racial thing is not happening. Yeah, but I think he picked up also in the room that Rachel was madder, and Mindy was sort of going along yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Rachel's like, "Wait, were you thinking about her both times that we had sex?" <laughs> and Mindy's like, "Wait, you had sex twice?" Yeah. But Rachel's like, "Yeah, but you know, the first time with Barry doesn't count." Yeah. Um. It's not that common. It doesn't happen to every guy, and it is a big deal. Yeah. So yeah. So Barry is, um, you know, he's he's really begging Benny for another chance. Let's go to Aruba again. Uh, but a patient is choking on his retainer and needs immediate attention. <laughs> Sounds like an emergency. Yeah. Um, and they just like keep, um, you know, they, we, Rachel and Mindy keep talking, but Mindy's like, you know what? I think I'm still going to marry him. And Rachel's like, what are you talking about? And what we learn is that first and foremost, the most important thing in Mindy's life is being married to a doctor. Uh, uh, DDS. DDS. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you call people who fail out of medical school. Yeah. You know the joke about the first Jewish president? Yeah, his his brother's a doctor. <laughs> his yeah. brother is a doctor, most yeah. likely. Um, who are you referring to? Josh Shapiro? You think he's going to be the first Jewish president? Is his brother a doctor? I don't know. But who, who, who did you have someone in mind? You said his, first, his brother is a doctor. No, most likely, I'm saying. Whoever he oh, will be. Oh. <laughs> Odds are he has at least one brother who's a doctor if he's a Jewish president. Yeah. Um, Hopefully not an orthodontist, though. Oh, by the way, uh, Josh Shapiro's father is a pediatrician. Of course. <laughs> um, he, as a young age, he started a worldwide letter-writing program known as Children for Avi on behalf of Russian Jewish refuseniks. He attended a Kiba Hebrew Academy, now known as Jack and Bear Hebrew Academy. Um, he played basketball in high school. Unless it was a Jewish school. Let's not get that excited. Uh, doesn't say anything about a brother, though. Interesting. Um, he met his wife at at, um, at their school. Correct. Okay, fine. They proposed in Jerusalem. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yes, it doesn't say anything about siblings. So uh, if he becomes the first Jewish president, uh, his parents will have no uh, uh, other son who's a doctor to be proud of. They'll have to, unfortunately, be proud of this loser guy who uh, became governor of Pennsylvania and then president, possibly. Anyway, got it yeah um all right so yeah so we get back to um she, she, she and she'll still be the maid of honor right yeah and then uh you know R rachel and monica they hug which is joey gets to walk in on on the second uh big hug he's seen uh rachel doing today right he saw her hug exactly exactly, exactly right yeah so yeah he's a very exciting day for joey and then we go to one of the longest close and, and one of the most impactful i think closing credits we've seen in a while and um you got to make sure your app doesn't automatically start playing the next yeah what what the fuck was that i couldn't i couldn't see it yeah oh yeah it's very annoying you have to go back into it and you have to x the thing it's very is annoying. this another prank like the spanish thing yeah <laughs> all right so i'll tell you what happens so we're back to the mr peanut uh, argument okay and Phoebe has decided that Mr. Peanut is gay 
because he has a monocle, a monocle, a top hat, because he's a good dresser, basically. As um, gay people do. Yeah. Yes, gay people known for their monocle. Listen, <laughs> if you see a guy with a monocle, definitely a homosexual. Everybody More like a that. manacle. Yes. Um, and then um, Danielle walks in, who, as you noted, I recognize uh, Lynn Clark from season one of Seinfeld, although I, didn't, I knew I recognized her. I didn't know why. And it turns out that she's trying to call him. She couldn't get in touch with him. So she decided to come down to the coffee shop near where he lives because, of course, he would be there, right? Like, that's just the, the logical. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so insane that this relationship, which the whole premise of the episode has been that it's almost fallen apart because of their inability to connect with each other via the phone, that now they're in person. Finally, they agree to go on another date. But rather than schedule the other date right now and put it on the calendar, they say, I'll call you or you call me. Like, we'll just figure it out on the phone. Like, schedule the actual date. And then, of course, we found out the reason why is because Chandler is now over her because, you know, who, who wants her? She's, she's too needy. Oh, yeah. He's my, he's my best friend. Okay, well, uh, who is your best friend? Um, I'm going to go with the, uh, the winner of the three-way matchup. I'm going to say the best friend in this episode is Mr. Peanut. <laughs> which, yeah. which might which might have a little bit to say about what I feel about this episode. In well, Mr. Peanut certainly has the staying power because he's the only one that we were familiar with among the the various characters here, and he's the only one with a monocle. Yeah. So, um, and you are always pr- uh, supportive of the LGBTQ community, so uh, good on you for that. Um, it was tough for me to find a best friend. Also, I, I decided to go with Danielle. Because I, I did not expect to see her at all in the episode in person. Mm. And the fact that we see her in the way that we see her in the post credit scene is like sort of such a shock. And I instantly liked her. I didn't know why. It turns out because she's from Seinfeld. So, yeah, that that's my best friend. And that's my reason. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. A fucking asshole. We have a lot of assholes in this episode. Uh, uh, who is the biggest yeah. one for you? Yeah, I'm not necessarily going with, like, the worst person here. I'm just going to say the fucking asshole here is Mindy. Um, She's just, like, so pathetic. She's so stupid. And, like, like even just, like, from the beginning, where, like, the fact that, like, she's coming to, like, ask Rachel to be her maid of honor is, like... Like really inappropriate. Call. Yes. Yeah. Like what are you, what are you doing? Like you went off on a honeymoon with her after she like you know the most traumatizing event of her life. You then like compounded it, and it's like fine. You love Barry. You want to do your thing, but like this is like it's completely the only reason why Rachel says yes and not go fuck yourself is because she was afraid of being uh, confronted. Right. Yeah. Guilt. Yeah. Like otherwise, she's like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. Of course. Um, and like, Mindy is just like so out of touch, so ridiculous. So, it like, doesn't such a, make any sense. She, the and the she's request just like, is insane. Yeah, yeah, and she's like a pathetic loser this whole episode. Like, how mm. how are you still with Barry? Preach. Yeah. Uh, everything you said is completely correct. But I do have a rule that if the title of an episode declares <laughs> an, uh, one of the characters to be evil, uh, then they will be. My, like, remember that Breaking Bad episode, which is called the evil Nazi who shoots a child. So that guy was a fucking asshole. That episode, it had to be spoiler alert for Breaking Bad, by yeah. the way. I don't think it was uh, called that, though. Yeah, that was my joke. Yes. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, I, I guess we have to do this. Like, is Barry a future boyfriend that we have to compare to Alan? So I think Alan <laughs> will become the yardstick against which all future boyfriends will be measured. Do we even have to waste our time doing this? I mean, he's whatever it is. He's worse than Alan, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's, he's like Twain Owen. Yeah, may, maybe um, do, you, do you think he likes Mindy's friends group? Because mm. Alan hated the friends. <sighs> I got to be honest. Mindy's friends are really dumb. Yeah, they're probably from the, from the little I know. Of her, I, I know that. I'm confident of that. Yeah. All right. So let's get to steaks and eggplants. Yeah, let's. Why, it's dinner for six. Five steaks. 
and an eggplant for BB. Honestly, this one was a little tough for me to, to come agree. up with. I agree. And um, but 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 I I did hand them out as one is required to do. So Ra- Rachel has to get the eggplant. I'm sorry, but you know the way her the way she behaves in this episode, I I cannot reward that with steak. I can't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I have standards. So so Rachel has to get the eggplant now. That takes us to our friend Ross. His story in this episode is that he watches the girl he's in love with have sex with her ex. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not great for Ross. I got to be honest here. But um, this episode should really be, be five eggplants and a steak. I would have had a much easier job handing them out. Yeah. But I've already given my eggplant to Rachel, uh, who's yeah. worse. And so I think I'm going to give Ross a sympathy steak. So Ross... You get a steak purely out of sympathy because I feel for you, brother. Yeah, it's rough. Um, Joey, he's desperate to see two women getting it on. And unfortunately, all he sees are hugs. I don't want to leave him with another empty appetite. So I will give him a steak on the it's an uncooked steak, though. I give him an uncooked steak. He's got to go okay. home. And cook. He's got to go home and cook it. Naked, I, I see. Yeah. Okay. So that's one uh, one uncooked steak for Joey to cook naked. Uh, Monica didn't really do anything at all in this episode. So I, I don't know what to do with her. I can't, I can't really give her anything. Phoebe is like she's looking out for birds, I, I guess. So she I'll give her a steak for looking out for birds. I don't know what to do. And that leaves me with two more steaks. I will give them to Chandler. He was hilarious all episode. I would have given him three steaks, but I hate the answering machine message story. But um, but he's still so funny that I laughed through everything. So I give him two steaks. So that's two for Chandler. Uh, and that clears out my uh, my menu. OK, I went like basically direct opposite of you mm. on, the, on the major on the major points here, because I am going to give the eggplant to Chandler um, for just being a complete loser from beginning to end this entire episode and not just like call. He's a loser girl. compared to, to Ross and Rachel. Um, well, I mean, that's just a different, like he, he's just being like, so immature. Um, yes. Rachel's like caught up in a tryst, like things like that happen. Mm. Um, Chandler's just being like a total, like dweeb weirdo, just like call the girl that you want to go on a date with. And like, it'll, it'll like, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so he gets my eggplant. Um, Rachel's getting two steaks, one for each of her sex acts with Barry. <laughs> Why? Out of sympathy? I gave sympathy steaks. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, Joey's getting two stakes, um, one for being a funny creep about lesbians throughout the episode and another one for looking good in his underwear. Mm. And finally, Monica gets a stake for looking like Ingrid, Ingrid Berman in the green dress. OK, yeah. A little bit of a stretch. These aren't the most healthy. Yeah, uh, there, the wasn't, uh, there wasn't so much going on here. I, I think I, w- I would say is mm. my overall take on this episode. All right. Well, do we jump to the postman? Let's go to the postman. Postman! Postman, come here! Tell the neighborhood! I guess there was some screw-up at the damn post office. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the U.S. post office? No, more like U.S. lost office. (laughs) What are they, Irish? (laughs) Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew! First up is Amir Benarsh, who says he thought this episode was the worst episode of season one. Barry's a terrible character. Watching him and Rachel is simply not entertaining. The Chandler phone storyline basically went nowhere. What was the conclusion, even? And the peeping storyline also felt cut short. Overall, oh, we didn't even fit. Did we even say the end of the episode where she comes in and now he thinks yeah. she's needy, right? Oh, you did say yes, that? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, okay. Although I think you couldn't hear my microphone at that point. So it's ah, that question. was the part I missed. Got yes. it. Okay. Yeah, I, I just started. Um, and maybe the listeners didn't hear it either. We, we're not really sure. So yeah, you have, have to go, go back and, and so, that, so that was the conclusion. Oh, maybe yeah. that's why Amir doesn't know the conclusion because he got oh. cut off on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. If you're watching HBO Max, it started playing the next episode. You didn't see the. You didn't see that Danielle comes in. Yes. And now Candler thinks that she's. It's, new well, it needy. stopped for me. She had just walked in and yeah. I just saw her. And then it stopped. And right. I said, oh, wait, there's something right. else going so on. So now Candler thinks she's pathetic. Um, the peeping storyline also felt cut short. Overall, I thought the episode was kind of a mess. 1.9, my only sub two rating so far. Why did they pick Jennifer Gray to play Mindy? She looks a decade older than Jennifer Aniston here. And it turns out she is. Yeah. But as we discussed last week, uh, it turns out um, like uh, Phoebe and, and Ra- Rachel are nine years apart or something. Right. We found out they're all the, the actors are all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah. also he's one of those several people who's going to point out that the architecture doesn't work. Mm. Uh, but as I said, I think Jim Crumley did his homework here. So we're going to wait till we get to him. Mm. Excited for that. Um, I know. I know I had to download an image and then paste it into my Google Docs. So. Oh, OK. You'll have yeah. to send that to me. I haven't seen the image yet. OK. Yeah. We, I, could, I could share a screen. OK. Next we go to. Elizabeth Berry, who says, hey, y'all, ugly naked guy getting gravity boots is the best. Ugly naked guy spotting so far, in my opinion. Um, yeah, we, I think, eventually got there. Gravity boots, really good naked. Um, their previous episode was mentioned that Barry went on the honeymoon with Mindy. I think it's canonically known that Barry is a crummy guy. He was cheating on Rachel and is now Mindy and cheating on her. He's overall just a bad guy. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, the scene where everybody has their feet on the coffee table and Rachel paces around. I don't, I don't feel it's in Monica's character that she would let her friends put their shooed feet on her coffee table, but then she puts a towel on their Chandler's feet when he has them on the chair. Doesn't make sense, but the physical comedy is funny. Yeah. Best friend is Phoebe for being supportive of Chandler in his pursuit of the woman. The asshole is the guy outside who kicked the pigeon. Stakes go to the Chandler for saving the group with the bill becoming a law line. You couldn't let Rachel know you were all staring and talking about her. Two to Phoebe for being a supportive friend. One to Joey for trying to stop the peeper. And the eggplant goes for Rachel for taking back Barry and having sex in his chair. Okay, we go to Zachary Louie, who says he really enjoyed this episode. Several great lines from Chandler. He thought Monica mimicking a phone ring to mess with him was hilarious. Only critique is that Ross is so overtly distraught over Rachel and Barry that it seems impossible to imagine that Rachel is oblivious to how he feels. Even by sitcom standards, it's a little too obvious. 3.9 moo points. Best friend is Joey. I laughed whenever he got overly excited about Rachel maybe kissing a girl. Sure, he's a little too eager, but he just seemed to be in a good mood all episode. So I guess this best friend vote is more vibes than story. <laughs> Fucking asshole has to be Barry. I would entertain arguments for Mindy to be the asshole, but ultimately I think it's Barry. So I guess that means this is one of the better episode titles we've had. Yeah, two, stakes, two stakes to Rachel for realizing she doesn't have a real future with Barry or for at least trying to be supportive of Mindy. But I would say, by the way, the episode title was almost too on point. Before I watched the episode, I wasn't sure if the episode title was about Barry. I'm like, it's too obvious, so it's not going to be Barry. There's going to be some other evil, orthodontist. Then I was quickly disabused of that notion. But I, I came in assuming it couldn't be him because it'd be too obvious to be him. So it was a little uh, misdirection by not having any misdirection. Yeah. Um, Which once... is the thing the Vikings like to do much to my frustration, where they do play action to the running back, and then they throw a screen pass to the running back. So yeah. The guy that they t- pretended to get all the, def- the pretending to give the ball to, so the defense chases him, they actually give the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one stake to Monica. She is there for Rachel and Chandler, even if she pokes fun at Chandler along the way. One stake to Joey for impressing the telescope women. And one stake to Chandler for at least having self-awareness about his patheticness. Eggplant goes to Ross. Unlike Chandler, Ross is not self-aware enough to make his desperation funny, relatable, or endearing. Thanks, as always, for the laughs and entertainment. Um, 
Oh, I did actually want to say, um, I did, and I know we talked a little bit, um, just very briefly last week, you know, we, we skipped an episode and, um, you know, we talked a little bit at the top of last week's episode about everything that's going on and how we were feeling a little bit. Um, so I, I did want to just express gratitude, um, to this, uh, this, this community, um, many of whom were very, uh, very supportive and very, um, you know, expressed very, you know, warm words of, of love and support, both, you know, in the WhatsApp group and, uh, you know, DMs on the side. So, um, you know, going going through what's been definitely a few a tough few weeks. It's uh, it's it's been really nice to have this uh, this platform and this community and you know the people in it. So I, I did want to mention that and, and thank all of those people. So it's uh, it's it's nice to have y'all. Hmm. Yes, that was quite a uh, change of tone. But uh, yeah, well, you know, he's thanking us. So I figured yeah. I just, well, just you re- did reminded it was, me. It was a very nicely written uh, piece that you had that you shared in that group. So, <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, well, it was it, it's it's been a uh, a cathartic time and a and a hard time, but yeah, uh, and but, uh, the hard times aren't necessarily ending anytime soon. Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, um, but uh, march on, we shall. We have no choice but to uh, live our lives because we're really useless to we whatever it is that's happening. Only back <laughs> forward, prickly Pete. By the way, we'll get that's to right. him in a moment. Yes, that's right. Okay, Kyle King, producer Kyle. I'm having a hard time. Let us know if we shouldn't call you producer Kyle. <laughs> I don't know if that's insulting. Uh, I think it's a compliment. Having- no. It well, might be a compliment, but so, yeah. some people think that saying you're in the top 25 podcast is a compliment, but sometimes they mean it as an insult. So it's hard to know these days. Um, I'm having a hard time determining who had the worst episode, but I'm going to go with Chandler. How the hell did you believe that when that girl said she was on the other line? Really weird behavior after a single date. That's like incel stuff. In the other storyline, I don't understand the appeal of Barry, but Rachel had no problem hooking up with him until she found out he cheated on her. He's a cheater. It's what he does. He's kidding with you. Yes, right, literally. Yeah. Line of the episode is the when Rachel line. asks, is there anything wrong with that? And Chandler says, yes. For Ross, it follows up with, I have my reasons. That really got me. You mentioned that one too. You liked that. Um, a fine episode where half the characters looked like big losers. 2.8 moves. Okay. We got Beat Rose. Beat Rose says that this was a pretty uninspired episode. It was almost all the Barry storyline, which I didn't love, and Chandler waiting for a phone call. How does Barry happen to have the same kid in his office? I assume it was his only patient, but he does get called to deal with Josh. <laughs> for his stakes, he goes one to Phoebe, Joey, and Monica each for basically doing nothing. Two for Ross. Not By not doing anything this episode, he seems to help his chances with Rachel. If he continues to do nothing going forward, they would end up together pretty soon. Eggplant goes to Rachel. Not great. Best friend is Danielle, who called back, found Chandler's number, and then went to see him. A nice and caring friend. That is true. And the asshole is Barry. Mindy isn't a great friend to Rachel, but Barry is an asshole to everyone, even lying to his patients. <laughs> and <laughs> he gets uh, he gives the episode one and a half moves. We now come to Jim Crumley. Mm. The highlight of this otherwise below par episode was the Chandler and Monica foreshadowing. The relationship may be the best long re- best long running plot point of the show. Much of the rest of the episode feels dated. The telescope subplot didn't make much sense with the layout of the apartments either. See hmm. diagram. Okay. Yeah. Are, you, are you now seeing the diagram? Yeah. So uh, I both appreciate Jim Crumley and I'm disappointed because th- this is um, the the floor plan for the Friends apartments, which I've seen before, which is very beautifully um, put together by somebody, which Jim shared with us. From the way you had described it, I thought that we were going to be seeing a Jim Crumley handmade. Oh, okay. Drawing. Sorry. Not not this original. And so like this one is both prettier and good job by Jim, but also I was a little I thought I was really excited to see what he would be producing for us here. Got it. Um there was the very first law firm that I worked at out of law school. Um one of the um one of the conference rooms 
had like the art in that room was the floor plan apartments of the homes of the primary family from like all these like classic sitcoms from the 70s and 80s and there was like a whole bunch of them like that was the theme of the art in that room and so i used to study these things because i'd be in those some of those rooms for like you know many many hours late into the night and um so i would study those now i don't believe they had friends or seinfeld it was more like uh like older shows like i love lucy or something like that but um yeah so this is very well done and and as jim shows us and as we noted earlier, it is impossible. Um, let us assume, for argument's sake, that that up on this picture is north, right? So the window that they that they see um, the p- ugly naked guy and also the people are Sydney through is is facing north, is in the northeast corner of the building. Of course, um, Joey and Chandler's apartment is all the way on the west side, and while there are windows facing north, there's multiple sort of uh, things cutting off that it'd be impossible to see them. Um, even if there's no other apartments here, which way the way they design it, there's no other apartments on the other side of the stairwell, the way this is shown. Yeah. Although uh, I guess because there's a window in the stairwell, apparently, but it's a very strange shaped building for sure. Um, and, and of course, Joey's kitchen is not near any windows. And so it'd be completely impossible uh, to see anything from there. So, yes, it, it, it is completely impossible. It makes no sense. As he says, much less Joey cooking. If you looked where the, the kitchen is. Yes. It's, it's the only insane. way it's. Is is if outside of Chandler's bedroom, Chandler put like a a fifty foot plank, and Joey walked down to the edge of that plank completely nude. That is the only way it'd be in any way feasible for Sydney to see him. Yeah. Um, from a position from which she can also see um uh, Rachel and or there could be giant mirrors involved somewhere. Maybe she's he's she's seeing a reflection. Yes. The maybe end. there's a giant mirrored building right next. Yes. Yeah. Th- that's another possibility I didn't think yeah. about. Yes. Anyway, he gives the episode two point seven moves. Mm. Uh, uh, for fucking assholes, he says there's lots of good choices. He's going with Mindy. Cute with your best friend's fiance. Don't talk to her for months and then ask her to be your maid of honor. That's some yeah. next level assholery. Yeah, or stupidity also, but yes. Come with guy is Danielle. She came all the way down to Central Park to check out the flaky guy she dated once. Seems like a nice person. Yeah, for sure. And the, and the eggplant goes to Rachel. What the hell does she see in Barry? Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Jim yeah. likes to say sheesh a lot. I like it. Sheesh is a good word. He's completely right. This is a well-learned sheesh. Uh, by the way, yeah. Barry, uh, Mitchell Whitfield who, of course, is most famous um, for my cousin Vinny, other than yep. really uh, the last time he was on. he's He's been a voice actor a few times in the last decade. Mm-hmm. But the last time he his face was shown on TV was 2007, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And he hasn't been in a movie um, of any kind uh, since that decade as well, since around the same time. So I think he's been retired for the last 16 years, except again, he's done some voice work, but it seems like he hasn't done any of that since since uh, since COVID hit. So um, he he might be retired he, uh, at this point. He's uh, he's 59. So hopefully Mitchell Woodfield's doing okay. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. He can uh, he can reminisce to the time that he held a uh, a partially new Jennifer Aniston on his lap. In a I certainly don't wish that bad things happen to him. Well, I wouldn't wish anything bad to happen. To him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No reason to. I mean, uh, unless he's anything like Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which he might be. Um, (laughs) For mistakes. Yeah. Chandler gets one for playing the long game with Monica. Monica gets one for playing the long game with Chandler. Ross gets one for trying to keep Rachel away from Barry. How long a game is Jim talking about here? Very long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And two go to Joey for some high quality leering. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. One, One per hug. Zach Brooks says that Barry should lose his medical license for having sex in his exam room. I'm sure uh, it happens plenty of times. So. Yeah. Uh, he is certainly not the first doctor to have sex in the exam room. Uh, are you speaking like, from experience here? No, I just, it's just obvious. Oh. Mm, okay. 
Because I'm married to a doctor. I've had never had sex in any office of hers. It's obvious that doctors and nurses and, and get get it on mm. in, at various times. In, Certainly based on television shows. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. You can't imagine stuff. having my mouth open in that room a few hours later. Mm-hmm. And a kid is the next person in there. Horrid. Eggplant double entendre intended. I'm assuming Joey stole bad naked from Seinfeld. No, hold on. If he's an orthodontist, I feel like most of his patients are probably teenage boys, like teenage yeah. boys and girls. Yes. Yeah. Ages like, um, you know, 11 to 15 or whatever. Steak goes to Chandler for his jokes and steak to Chandler for his giant cell phone. <laughs> I thought this was a very funny episode for Moose. Oh, the Zag. The highest on it so far. Yeah. Zach with the Zag. And we end off with Olin Allen. So what is it with the geography of the apartments? Um, all right. Same thing as everyone. How was he able to see Joey preparing his scrumptious food? His steaks. He gives one each to Joey, Chandler, Phoebe, and Monica for managing their feet as Rachel circled around them. <laughs> and an extra one to Joey for his sublime knitwear and sorting at a possible date with his telescopic neighbor. The eggplant goes to Ross. Stop feeling so entitled around Rachel and trying to sabotage her when you have done bugger all too. Fucking asshole is Barry. When he is wrong, he should say he's wrong. Put poor Mindy in the corner while having the time of his life with Rachel. He wouldn't know a good woman if it hit him in Pachanga. And best friend is Mindy. Oh, baby. Rebonding with Rachel. So stylish. Made a great team. I just love Jennifer Grey. And he gives the episode 2.8 moo points. Okay, well, Av. This is all a moo point. Huh. A moo point? Yeah, it's Moo. How many Moo points are you giving this episode? I'm going to give this um, Moo. I'm going to say this is two Moo points. Um, I don't think this episode brought much to the table. Um, the whole Rachel and Barry thing, you know, it, it was just, it, it didn't work. Um, the, the stalker thing was weird. Um, what else did we even have in this episode? N- yeah. Not, nothing, right? There was like no other real storyline. Those are the main stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this episode, um, this is your position. Obviously, we hear a couple of people in the postman with this position. The internet rankings, cumulative rankings of every episode we've seen so far. This is the lowest ranked episode we've seen so far. Wow. Um, but I was, I'm not a Zach Brooks. I'm not going to go four. But I actually was kind of enjoying myself a little more than I than I thought I would. Um, I, I can't exactly articulate why, I guess, because I, I Chandler is just so funny that even though the storyline is dated and, and, and repetitive and dumb and unoriginal, he's so funny. I, I'm really enjoying every every line out of Chandler's mouth. Um, and well, I don't know. We uh, I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. But um, so I would yeah, say I give it two point nine moves, uh, moves okay. for me. So not not really high, but, you know, higher than you and i guess with zach i'm probably i think jim crumley gave it a 2.9 exactly so I'm yeah and actually that's our our audience average is 2.91 so yeah. and uh and, and louis uh zach louis gave it a 3.9 so you know there were people that's who liked close. this episode yeah, and it true. averages out to exactly where you put it so you're you're right in the meaty part mm. of the curve with the uh i got the like audience this. yeah um the um the so the audience um ranks is that this is the third to lowest episode for the audience number 17 out of 19 so far um your 2.9 with the audience is 2.91 my 2.0 um second lowest episode for me and that takes it out to a 2.6 just like the audience 17th ranked out of 19th so mm-hmm. you know across the board no one is high on this episode um consensus wise um but we all you know we, we come out a little bit different places but um pretty close to the bottom overall 
Yeah. Well, I, I can't say nowhere to go but up, but hopefully we will be going up next week. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> when we will be visiting Fake Monica, the one with the Fake Monica. We'll take off, as I mentioned last week at the end of the episode, we take off most of the month of April. We go from April 6th to April 27th, three weeks off. We come back. It's after Passover. It's uh, you know every, where uh, spring has sprung, and we're getting ready for sweeps. We're going to close out the season in May of 95. But um, yeah, fake Monica. Do you remember anything about the fake Monica? Yeah, I know exactly. So the, I was oh, just is looking this at the, the one with the stolen wallet. Yeah, stolen oh, identity. Okay. Yes, yeah, I yeah. so I, I'm yes. I'm looking at the last four episodes. It's the one with the fake Monica. I, I know exactly what okay, that that's, is. That's the stolen this, this, identity. The, the last episode of the season is the one where Rachel finds out. I know exactly what that okay. is. Yes. The, the, the second to last episode is the one with the birth. Pretty obvious. The third, the, the, Carol, the Carol's birthday. Yeah, the one in two yeah. weeks is the one with the ick factor, and I have no idea what that is. I have no idea what the ick factor. So is. I'm looking forward to uh, yeah. to getting to that one. I got news for you. The, the the and I got notes for when we get there. The the week that the one with the ick factor uh, aired on TV was a very very ick week for you. Um, the the Knicks, the Rangers, and the Mets all had historically terrible weekends. Okay, I'm gonna um, don't don't let's save it for the week. Uh, I yes, I don't want to no spoil spoilers. It, but, no spoilers. But I, I have a screenshot of sports center from wow. that night and it's called the lost weekend in new york mets rangers next your teams what and so what's the date just so I, i'm not going to look it up but i just want to know if i could even place it in my head uh it, it's may 4th 1995 is thursday so it's it, it starts friday saturday uh sunday the 5th 6th and 7th of may of 95 may 4th 1995 okay Okay, I have. Yes. I, have, I, have, I feel like I have a pretty good the, idea of the next one. Yeah. Well, the next one is is quite famous. Yes, there's yeah. documentaries about it. Yes. Yeah. Um. And and the the Rangers and Mets uh, will lose in in historic fashions, but a little less famously, I think. Okay. All right. Anyway. Well, let's. Uh, well, you'll give me the whole spiel. All right. That's a tease for later. Bye. Bye. Get a life.